Hi everyone, welcome again to another No Gear Required. And I think it's the first one we're recording in our new house. And uh, I'm very excited about it. And once again, I have with me, Professor Jay Zabalos, one of my, I don't know how they call him anymore, my cousin, my friend, my brother. And also have Mike, without Mike, we'd be no podcast. You can say thumbs up to me, Mike, if you don't wanna. <laughs> and today we have, uh, is a great friend of our great friend, Christian there, which I happen to know him for, I don't know, Christian, maybe 20 plus years or something <laughs> a like long that. Long time, long time. <laughs> but uh, Christian also happens to be one of my black belts. He has a school in Oasso, Oklahoma, very successful. Every time I go there, I don't know, hundreds of people show up and I don't know how he handles. But uh, I remember the start of everything. And I have him as a guest today. And he just happened to be in town and said, hey, sir, you got to be in our podcast. How are you, you, sir? Thank you, sir. Oh, man. I'll try not to get too excited here, <laughs> sitting next to John Jacques Machado. Man, and, and if, when you guys watching the YouTube, you understand that people are sometimes kind of um, mix him with Joe Hogan because they kind of are, <laughs> he remembers Joe Hogan a little bit. At least, at least five times a week. I didn't know. People go, hey, you took a picture of Joe. Oh, it's not Joe Hogan? It's like, man. <laughs> but he's a great guy. Uh, one of my best black belts for sure. One of the most successful schools we have in our organization. Thank you, sir. And uh, man, uh, we go back to a few years long ago. Time, eh? Long time, man. Let me, let me start here, man. Uh, how martial arts starts in your life? How that happened? Because let's see it. How yeah, does that happen? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I'm curious because uh, I want to talk to Jay about this because, you know, when I was a kid, Bruce Lee, Kung Fu movies, this is kind of the... I was there. You know, the beginning, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For and me, you're, too. You're, you're not alone on that. Well, but for him, it's different, though, because imagine he was born into it. Yeah, yeah. But, but I, I was thinking about this on the way over here. It's like, if I was born into it, I think, because I was, I was uh, as a kid, I was made to wrestle. I had to wrestle. It wasn't a choice. And uh, I hated it. A, a, lot, a big part of the time, I hated it. And I couldn't wait to graduate high school so I could stop wrestling, you know. And, of course, as soon as you graduate, like, you start missing it. But I was like... Uh, how does Jean-Jacques not, you know, jiu-jitsu is a little bit different than wrestling for sure, but I know he had to take the beatings, man, from, from age one to <laughs> Look, probably man, to age 12 I at know. least, you know. It, it, the thing is, one thing I can say a little different is people saw <laughs> Bruce Lee and a lot of martial arts movies. <laughs> we are in the movies since day one, you know. <laughs> we, are, we are right on the pot, like mixed with all sizes of cousins brothers but jujitsu we just leave every moment not watching the movie itself we are part of the whole process yeah but that's why one of my favorite stories is when uh they were training uh chuck norris down in redondo beach and uh john jack tell that story I i've heard it lots of times but tell the story how when you, when you guys were there with all five brothers and uh you hear a knock at the door man that, that was uh he had some jiu-jitsu experience before, and I think he, he stopped for a little while and was doing a lot of movies back those days. <laughs> One day, we just, we have our school in our garage, and uh, he knocked at the door, and it was one of our students brought him with him. And uh, my English was not good at all, and I was very confused and just like... <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure, that like, is that actually Chuck Norris or somebody who looked like him? <laughs> Then I call my brother, I go, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I, got, I got somebody who speaks better English. Yeah. And I told my brother, man, I, I think it's Chuck Norris. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's so funny to me. <laughs> Brian comes to you, he's like, oh yeah, Mr. Norris, and there we go. But, oh, it's such a great story, I man. Know. That's but, such a great story. But ima imagine that. Yeah, yeah. You're at yeah, your house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you see some of the actors' movies are action, and especially action. Right, right. Yeah. And suddenly I knock at your door, you're like, you're very confused. <laughs> I came all the way from Brazil, have a school in our, back, in our garage, and suddenly I used to watch him in the movies yes. back in Brazil, and now he's knocking my house. Yeah, and that's, that's such that's, a great story. That's yeah. life, man. Like, but yeah, but you know, it's so crazy because, like, you know, we, we watched that. Uh, I'm sure Jay had a similar experience, and then. Um, You know, you train. I, I, luckily, I was a wrestler in, in in elementary school, middle school, and high school. And then, wrestling is obviously very effective for certain things. Um, but as a wrestler, this is before we had UFC. Uh, you know, thanks to Hoy and, and uh, a lot of the people. And Hoy, oh yeah, and definitely, Hoy, yeah, for sure. You definitely. know, um, that really changed martial arts in a way that's uh, so great. These people around today don't understand how different it is now. I imagine if. Was no victory for Jiu Jitsu. Yeah. Oh, We're yeah. probably well, not going to yeah. be here today. That's right. That's right. That's what people don't realize. Like, oh, no. man, if it was no winning yeah. in those events, We're not going to be here be? today sitting and talking about jiu-jitsu. That's why when I come out here, John Jock, and I, you know, I always try to bring my guys. And if uh, if it's a guy that's never been to California, we always go. I always try to take him to Grace Academy so he can shake Horian's hand because it's like, you know, people have oh. their opinions about yeah. Horian. You know what I mean? There's yeah, lots of yeah, ups yeah. and downs. But I say, look, man, I don't care how you feel about the guy. You better say thank you yeah, because yeah. without this guy and he a bunch of other guys, man, he, he opened, wouldn't be here. He know? opened the door for everyone. Yeah. If, if you want to sit in here and uh, around the world in jiu-jitsu, it was... Because of him, yeah, yeah, he had that idea, and no uh, doubt about it, and have Hoyce doing so well, and yeah, but it was so interesting because, um, you know, back then you you had all these karate, kung fu, taekwondo. You have these different things, and some of these things were effective, some of them were not so effective, and but now with the with what he created, it's like man, now we can get to see, you know, and uh, so it changes things. So, and and you begin with wrestling, and do you remember when was your first? experience with jiu-jitsu yeah yeah i remember you know uh, i didn't get to see ufc one but i remember ufc two took place in tulsa oklahoma yeah so my, my hometown basically and so at the time i was actually in the military but when i came home all my friends were talking about this and so i had to go check it out you know back then it was this pay-per-view yeah uh we had uh blockbuster videos so like uh you guys remember blockbuster videos? oh yeah so, uh, like uh, several months <laughs> yeah, later i they don't came think out i was here. i was around that time oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, But uh, yeah, to watch to watch that. I mean, even now you watch it. It's just it's mesmerizing. It's amazing, you know. I mean, it's just amazing. And um, you know, so right away, that's my first experience, probably 1995, late 1995. And so then Hoyan had the 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 the, the uh, VHS tapes. Jay, you yeah, remember the action? And I remember it's like they were each one was a hundred dollars, I think. And uh, they there were six of them. They, each one was like 20 minutes long. But man, let me tell you, with those 20 minutes, I was murdering my friends. You know, I was just murdering them just with just with the arm bar. You know, and. Um, It was so funny because I remember trying to buy these. They were like expensive at the time for me. And so I, I went in with a friend of mine. We split the tapes. And uh, back then, there was no school in Jiu-Jitsu. Only school was, you know, here in L.A. And I think Henzo was in New York. There was, and I think the Valencia brother was in Miami, maybe. Um, but just, you know, where we were, we didn't have anything. And so, um, but luckily, I always trained with... Um, you know, in, in uh, Guru Dan Nanasano's uh, lineage. And so these guys are constantly trying to research and stuff like that. And so, you know, Guru Dan, as soon as something comes on the block. Yeah, that, uh, that was uh, one of the questions, because if I'm not wrong, I, your beginning was through the, you know, Santa Academy. That's correct. With the... 
That's right. Kali, JKD, JKD, and uh, boxing. And yeah. from there, you evidently watching the tapes and all of that. Yeah, you, yeah. And because uh, if I'm not wrong, when I met you, you already purple belt, blue belt, blue, blue belt. belt. Yeah, when I arrived, I was blue you belt. You trained at Hickson School. I was training, so I trained in uh, my first jiu-jitsu school that I ever trained. Well, it was. Uh, Lynx Academy in Virginia Beach, Virginia, with a guy named Frank Gucci. He was under Pedro Sauer. Uh, great school, great person. I got to meet Pedro Sauer, and uh, you know, just the he was really the first kind of black belt I met, and just the energy. You know, it's just it's it's not it's very similar to you, Jean Jacques. Just just the, the spirit of it. You know what I mean? Like he's always happy. He's always just something about it, man. Like uh, I tell people all the time, I was like, look, man, if you meet John John Machado, even if you didn't know he trained jujitsu, you would know right away. There's something special about this person, you know, just the way he he interacts with you, you know. Um, and so, uh, but by then I had been training several years, not jujitsu, but training martial arts several years. But when I, when I fell in love with jujitsu, obviously, like everybody, and I decided, I said, man, th this is what my life's going to be. I'm going to make my life martial arts. I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I knew I wanted to come to L.A. and train uh, with the best. You know, L.A. at the time was was the place. Uh, and so that's when I made my, my, my journey here. And I, I, I wanted to train with Hickson. Uh, it was at the time, you know, Hickson was fighting. Uh, just at the time, some stuff was going on with, with his son, Hawks and stuff like that. You know, uh, but anyway, I went to Hickson school a couple of times and he was, you know, he's busy training fighting. Yeah, like he, that, so. he was training for a fight. That, yeah. that, that's very hard. People sometimes don't understand is, yes, man, you're getting yes. ready for a fight. You can't be yes. teaching that class size normal. Yeah. It's just different. You teach know. every day. It's, but, you know, luckily for me, you know, either way. Uh, but you know what's funny? I was when I was listening to the podcast. Uh, I was listening to Eddie podcast. The first school I ever went into in LA was the Bomb Squad to see Eddie, and uh, just because I was working, the first uh, job I took when I was in LA was was right down there. It was close to the Bomb Squad, and when I walked in there, uh, you know, Eddie was teaching. But I had a friend of mine from Virginia, Brandon Vera, who was uh, in the UFC for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a great guy. Um, and it was great. It's great to always have a friend. If you go somewhere, oh man, then he can introduce you stuff like. And man, Eddie's always been such a to me like a great coach. He's always such an interesting guy too. You know what I mean? Very interesting. Uh, but man, I, I like a. We could t definitely get into him because he's such an interesting character. But uh, but you know, I, I went to see Eddie. But uh, it was almost. I had a list of about maybe five schools. I had criteria that I wanted who who I wanted to train with. You know what I wanted to be. But man, what was crazy, John Jacques, is when I came to your place here in uh, in Tarzana. Just you know, just the way. You taught me, man. You didn't know who I was. You, uh, you didn't know me from Adam, but you just taught me. You, you, you treated me like I was a world champion, you know. And, uh, you know, when I bring my guys out here, I always tell them, I say, guys, I want you to pay attention to class for sure. But I want you to pay attention to everything. As soon as you walk in the door, I want you to start paying attention. I want you to pay attention to how the front desk person interacts with you. I want you to pay attention to how John Jock treats you. And uh, last night was a great example. Uh, Jay, I don't know if you were here for this, but uh, we had a couple guys from Eddie's coming over, the guys training for his tournament. And, uh, you know, he had a cameraman with him and stuff like that. And, you know, you guys are sitting over here talking right here. And, um, but there was also a guy last night who had his first class ever, the white belt. I forgot his name. Um, and the class was over, and they're, they're talking to you. You stopped the interview because this guy was walking out. And, you know, in, in many other places, it's just some guy. Yeah. It's his first class. Hey, see you later. Maybe just a wave, or maybe not even that. But John Jock stopped the interview, goes over, walks the guy out, talks to him, puts his arm around him, and just, just makes him feel welcome. That's exactly what he did to me, you know what I mean, when I came here. And this guy's, we, I mean, we don't know. Maybe this guy's going to be... You know, uh, a world champion something that we don't know, but you know, just the the interaction he had with John Jock, you know, it's just uh, man, we 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 someone comes to your school, man. You, 
I have to appreciate that. Yeah. You know, somebody comes in and and the way I learned jiu-jitsu from my prior generations, man, it's treat everybody well with respect and here we are. And I mean, maybe two, he's the next world champion for me a few years from now or maybe I don't know what line of work he is, but man, that's that's who we are. Yeah, I mean, exactly. But, but John Jock, that's not who a lot of people are. You know, if you go to a lot of schools, <laughs> I promise you, you won't be treated like that. But that's, uh, you know, that's one of the things we're going to talk about later. Maybe we'll talk about this project I'm working on. But we're not in the jiu-jitsu business. We're in the relationship business. Yeah, absolutely. You, know I mean? you taught me that, you know. Uh, and then how, how, when you make somebody feel important, you feel, you give attention. Yes. It changes the whole thing. Because you got to keep in mind, a lot of people that come to our school, we don't know how their everyday is right some people they work in a little cubicle they have no contact with people nobody knows who they are and then they maybe say hi to him or not just go in go out and unnoticed yes amen and i think everybody deserves to be noticed everybody deserves a respect you know and in my school evidently everybody has to be treated extremely well with a lot of respect and it's been like this you see since you're a own experience, right. we continue to be the same. Jay does the same thing, and Mike does the same thing. Everybody that walks in, we give it the attention that they want and probably more yeah. of what they expect. Yeah, That's why people want to come, I'll see you tomorrow, I'll see you tomorrow. Yes. I, was, I was thinking to see next week. No, 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 tomorrow will be back. Yeah, We want to make sure everybody feels welcome to our environment. Yeah, I definitely try to uh, you know, mimic that from you. And uh, I was going to say, when, you know, a lot of times we go, I come out here with the guys, we always try to go train at Eddie's at least once. And, uh, you know, Eddie will never, he won't take our money. If we train with John Jacques Machado, he will not take money from and us. He, yeah. And, and yeah, Eddie is one of the yeah. man, most loyal guys that I have here in my school. And uh, it's an incredible person. I think people that do know him have no idea sometimes but he's an incredible person. Yeah, but John John, this is a, this is a, I was thinking about this on the way over here too. There's some guys at my school, like some, like I have a, a MMA fighter, I have a, a guy that's really good jujitsu, but their 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 personalities come easily conflict with the rest of the students. A lot of the students do not like these guys, just because some of them are outspoken, some of them are this, some of them are gruff, some of them are whatever. But I remember when, uh, you know. It's funny, but, you know, I know we all love Eddie, but, uh, you know, he, he's caused some problems for, you know, not, I mean, not big problems, but I mean, with, with, you know, I mean, uh, I'll say it like this, uh, because of his, uh, his outspokenness, this type of things, uh, he's, he's controversial. That's what no, I'm trying to say. Do, do you know, I think what people do not understand is he's like a glass. He's the way he is and he doesn't hide it. Because a lot of yes. people do know how to hide. Oh, on this in this environment, I'm going to be like this and that environment. No. Yeah. He's the same no matter where. He speaks out his mind. A lot of people like it. A lot of people don't like it. Right. But, that's, but, the, that's but here's the he thing. Is. When that happened in 2003, when he, when he went to Abu Dhabi and, and, and called Horler, uh, and then he came back. And I, I remember some of my Brazilian friends telling me this, you know, when I started talking about Eddie. They're like, man, he put on his, on his business card the first American to tap out of Gracie. Which was true to my yeah, knowledge. Yeah, in the same weight class and division. So I know that caused a lot of problems. Well, I don't, I don't say major problems, but I know it caused some strife with the, some of the family members. And you could have easily, John Jacques, you could have easily talked to Eddie and, and, and you know, disciplined him, or you could have disavowed him, but you didn't. 
and uh, and, and uh, now the, look at the contribution to me, Eddie's. Made. I mean, uh, Eddie, Joe Rogan, and there's a few people in the world who have um, everyone in their own in, in their own way or environment made a huge contribution for jiu-jitsu exactly. our community. Yes. You know, maybe in the beginning people see one way and now they realize like, man, if yes. it wasn't for this guy putting all this time and doing this, we might not have what we have today. Exactly. You know, and, and, and man, who am I to judge people, criticize people? Right. I think everyone has their own way to be. He speak things, and every time he says something, he backs what he's saying. Right, and man, he's he's being a hundred percent honest with me. Yes, you know. But you made the example, John Jack. They say, "Hey, man, just because somebody's causing a little bit of strife or whatever, doesn't mean you, you know there's a contribution pop possibly this person's going to make. If you disavow, we're never going to see it. Yeah. So you have to take it and kind of mold it. And, and you I, know what I mean? So I support all my students for whatever they have in mind to do. And every day we have conversations and I present some scenarios, some of the things, and they're like, oh, yeah, I did not see this way, I better. But I'm not going to say, shut up, don't say, no. You got to, people, they have their own way to be and, right. and speak. Yeah. And I think today he's a little different than he was back then. Uh, for sure. He's more mature, but look at how much contribution he, he did for for jiu-jitsu. Of course. You know, yeah, especially yeah, the nogi. Yeah, exactly, man. Let me, let me go back here and ask you something. Um, did you ever imagine you would have a jiu-jitsu school? No. In fact, I never wanted one specifically. I knew I, you know, I, I, knew I didn't want to have a school because I like what? to travel. I see. Man, because, this, this no, guy. because when I met <laughs> see, you. He knows. He remembers. How does he do that, man? When I met you, you used to be a freelance writer. From well, a lot of martial well, arts magazine. No, I wanted so I wanted. I was I, I was a, a potential writer. I wanted and I wanted to start a, a martial arts magazine. And the reason why is because uh, you know to me jujitsu was so beautiful. If I was at a school, I knew I was going to have to be married to this guy. I, I love to travel and I love to interact with with all the different kind of people. And uh, you know that was that was my my wish was to do this and, and introduce all these people to you know because back then. You know, there was we only had really Gracie Mac Jay. You remember this? Yeah, we had yeah. we had Inside Kung Fu. John John's been on the cover of uh, Black Belt Magazine, but we had we had martial arts magazines, but not specifically jujitsu. No, it was rapping. martial arts in general. Yes, and so we had Gracie Mac came out, but it was in Portuguese originally. Uh -huh. then, they, then they had a Portuguese English version. Then Grappling Magazine came out, but um. You know, I, I thought there was a place, you know, I, I didn't, you know, I, I had lots of magazines that I look up to, like Sports Illustrated and uh, Rolling Stone and uh, uh, Playboy. But that's, you know, because, you know, you're, when you're a young man, you can't, you can't. <laughs> but this guy, you know, it, it, this is the photographer. I know you, you have those because the articles. Yeah, right? the articles. <laughs> I got, I got that. <laughs> Sorry, Mike, I bought the mic. But, uh, but no, but like, no, but it, for sure, the, the artistic uh, side of it. It's not just about the information. It's how you present the information. And so, uh, but the thing is, I never, I didn't know anything about uh, a, a magazine or how to make one. And going yeah. a little bit further on that, I don't recall exactly how many years you were trained with in our school. Right. Then you said, Jack, I'm moving back to Oklahoma. Right. And I don't know if it was something that we're having that conversation, just say, hey, why don't you have a school? Yeah. And you... Whoa, yeah. wait a minute. Yeah. Well, now you continue that story, sir. Well, it was funny because like at the time I was a pro belt and uh, of course training here, 
Yeah, Purple Belt, you know, Jiu-Jitsu is such a superpower we'll talk about. But like even last night, you know, we, we trained twice yesterday. And just, just when you leave here, you're so exhausted. You can't move. <laughs> you got to wash your gear. You got to wash your stuff. You got to eat. You got to rest. And then you like come back and it's like, and so I think back and it's like, because I remember when I left here, I tell people, like, and especially going to Oklahoma, that what jujitsu, there wasn't a lot of jujitsu in Oklahoma at the time. So I was like, man, I felt like I could see the Matrix when I left here. It was that purple belt, you know what I mean? Like, I felt I was pretty good. And, um, you know, and, and now coming back here, it's like, this is why. It's like, now I remember, like, you know, because you forget how hard it is, man. People say, ask me all the time, it's like, hey, man, why don't you compete more? You know, and I'm old now. But it's like, you don't understand. Like, if you never, if you never tried something as hard as you could, like, you know, I mean, this is difficult. <laughs> It's hard. It, it is very challenging for sure. Yeah. And, and especially with the diversity of people we have in our school. It's yeah. And, and I remember a big difference from the early days and now is a blue belt is not that far away from a black belt. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> so, I, I, I got what, some yeah. blue belts. Yeah, I got some of the blue belts here. And, 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 and it's it, like, yeah. it took me longer to pass this guy guards. Like, whoa, what's happening here? <laughs> am, am I not learning or getting better? No, everybody's really learning very in a very quick pace. But John Jock, it's funny because as a pro, but even though I knew I was pretty good, I, on these mats, you know, you're just a pro belt. You know, in Oklahoma, you might as well be, you know, Hickson or somebody. You know what I mean? But 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 you know how you know. It's oh, like, yeah, man, yeah. I'm not qualified. You feel like I'm not qualified to do that. Ed, it was interesting to me to hear Eddie said, have similar feelings. It's called imposter syndrome, and uh, I think a lot of people suffer from it. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, man, even though you you've you had these accomplishments and you put in the time, you don't feel like you could charge somebody for this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you don't feel like you're yeah. in a position to until. Uh, you, it, it, I understand. You might feel like that, but. Us, as being around for a very long time, we know how challenging it is when we say open your school and be the main structure. Right. And uh, yeah, we feel insecure in a way, like, well, wait a minute. I, I don't have anybody kind of behind me. I'm, right. I'm the person here yeah. that, and I understand it's still, you were like purple belt. Yeah. But you're going to an area that was no jiu-jitsu available. Right, very, very and, little. And I remember you were, on the beginning, you opened your school in a very... Uh, how they say humble, humble place, <laughs> and you're kind of waiting now. I don't want to invite Jean Jacques for a seminar yeah. and all of these yeah. because the place. I said, man, I, we start our school in our garage. Yeah, you yeah. Want, you want you want a more humble than that? Yeah, yeah. No, we park our car on, on the back and on the alley, alley behind the house. That's when we open the garage door, yeah. and we have our school, and we never felt. Yeah. Less or more, just people want to come in, welcome. That's how we can what we can offer, but. Look these steps today. Look where you are today, sir. I mean, I love the meme you post. Sometimes you say, I think it's uh, IBM, Disney. Yeah, all, everybody started the, yeah, they're also starting to write. Then you said Machado, Jiu-Jitsu. It's all, so perfect. You know? All starting the garage. But what's crazy, Jean-Jacques, is this. It's like uh, nowadays with the internet, you, I don't even, it, do magazines barely hardly exist because of the internet, you know? Yeah. I, so thank I used, God I didn't, I wasn't able to do that. And now I had over my school. And Jean-Jacques, let me tell you about my school. Like, I didn't know this before. But I'm, you know, I can't even see myself not having a school now because the relationships you build and, and the the growth, you see your students, you know, you know, it, when I got my black belt, it was such a such an accomplishment, for me, like a lifelong accomplishment. But now I've given people black belts, and to see on be on the other side, Jay. Yeah. You give somebody a black belt and know and spend so much time on the mound with these people and see the, the the change in their life and now these people are monsters. Like like man, this person came to me and didn't know their sock from their elbow and uh now you know You you see people happier, you see people with 
more desire to to achieve a dream and more important having a dream yes they yeah. never a lot of people that come to my school they never had a dream yes and now they feel like man i feel so much that's right empowered that i have a dream that i can achieve now yeah you understand a lot of people came in they they don't know what they want to do in life five years from yeah. now and they start training jiu-jitsu one year two years suddenly I want to open a school. I want to open a business. I want to... Yeah, this is what I want to talk about with John John Machado. Well, that's what I was going to just share yeah. with you because it, it's so funny that you, you know, I'm sure you heard the story about Armstrong, like Mark Armstrong, one, yeah. one of our instructors here, when Jean-Jacques asked him one night, he said, you're going to teach a class. Mark turned around, got in his car and drove home. <laughs> he didn't want to teach. Like he, he, you know, he was very, very vocal about that. I don't want to teach. I just want to be a student. I don't want to lead. I don't want to be. Yeah, and yeah. I was the same way. It's a lot I, of pressure. I, I, yeah. I didn't want to teach. I just yeah. wanted to kind of be yeah, in the yeah, corner. Yeah. You didn't want to open a school. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And now you can't really see. It. But John, let me tell you what's so funny, man. Like now you don't see yourself without a school. Exactly, exactly. But and it, and it's like there's things that the school gives. But that I you saw know. that on you before. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But it's John Jock. Let me tell you, like. Like Fourth of July, we're closed. We're closed for holidays. Okay, but my school is open. You understand? My students will not let. My school is open. It's not officially open, but the, the, everybody, somebody's training there every day, every day of the year. You know what I mean? It's no. It's like I have probably, probably, I would say probably fifteen of my students have keys. It's and, it's like not that people don't have their own life. Yeah. But for a lot of them, that is the best part of their day. Yeah, you know, when they go far. to the school and train and have like talking to some other people and have the whole conversation outside their work environment. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Let me let's talk about this, John John, because I think this is very important. And I remember when I opened my school and I was struggling. You know, we we would have conversations about this and um, the way the way you put it out. It's, it's always so eloquent and, and, and great. But like, uh, guys, for some of you guys are listening, you may not know, but John John Machado, he only has one hand. Okay. One and a half. One and a half. One, one, one and we, a half. Okay, let, let, give me some uh, credit yeah, here, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and he and to, to look at what he's accomplishing on the mats with one hand. I always tell people, it's like, have you ever heard the sayings like, "I can beat you with one hand behind, tied behind my back"? I was like, my instructor can actually do that, you know. <laughs> and um, and I remember John Jock when I first came here. I was a little bit nervous about talking to you about your hand and stuff like that. And then finally I got the courage not to ask you. And then you, you know, and uh, it's so funny because I was always so worried about your hand. And now I'll, I'll bite that hand. Like, <laughs> like I, I, anything I can do, because he uses it. And John Jock, this is the thing too. Like uh, 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 the book, uh, one of the books is like, uh, says each adversity comes with the seed of an equal or greater benefit. Because that hand, it's smaller. And so sometimes you tuck your chin, his hand is smaller. And so he's able to get that oh, hand yeah. in there. That's why I love him. <laughs> and, and he uses it. And he uses it. You can adapt a lot yeah, of things, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. to yourself. Exactly, exactly. But but jujitsu gives you a, a very real, very practical, and very immediate example of adversity that, that, that benefit. How you can use an adversity to overcome, you know what I mean? Like these these tools and techniques that we use in jujitsu. You... When people come to the school and train, they reveal themselves. You can't lie in jiu-jitsu. Right. That's why everyone that comes into the school, they show their character. And right away, you can see that they, they cannot be somebody else on the mat different than who they actually is. And that's one of the great things. I, I never realized when people talk about hands, like, man, I, I can use my hands pretty well. On my mind is, you're saying that, it's like, 
okay, but yeah. I never realized that right. today become such an impact on a lot of people because, yeah, I have my hands and he doesn't have a hand, yeah. which you should have advantage. And I say, my mind is, I have the advantage because he cannot break my fingers. I don't have fingers for him to break. That's right. That's yeah. my advantage. Yeah. Maybe yeah. It's my smaller hand can get into places that you, your hand can't. Yeah, yeah. But, but I think it's never, and I think I would say jiu-jitsu, and even in my family, they never make me think for a second that this will stop me to right. do what I want to do or to be who I want to be. Never in my mind. Yeah. I never no. had any issues. Yeah. I, I people sometimes new guys I can see in their face. I play around my hand, and people see some guys laughing that know me. Some guys yeah. very serious, like oh, <laughs> he's making fun of him. And what is this? No, but one of my favorite pictures of all time, of course, is when uh, Carlos Gracie has John Jacques as a yeah, baby. Hand up. I love me. That that is to me is like it just encapsulates so many things. But John Jacques, like that's an adversity, whether you know whether you choose to acknowledge it or not. Uh, but but let me tell you what affected me greatly was it, it, it's your approach, your attitude. Okay, so jujitsu to me gives you a lot of jujitsu. A fight to me is physical, obviously, but it's also mental and it's also emotional. And um, those three things, when you have physical, mental, and emotional, when you when you exhaust all of those, then you can have the spiritual. And Hickson talks about this a lot. Yes. And and, and uh, but. To me, the way you approach it, I mean, th that's what, uh, you know, uh, Jay, do you remember, I don't know if you remember the fighter Pedro, Pedro Hizzo? Do you remember oh, yeah, this yeah. guy? I remember him. I remember seeing him one time before I trained. Uh, he, and he, I think he, I don't know if he won a title in UFC or if he, but he won this fight and they're interviewing him afterwards. And uh, I think it's, I don't know, I think it was maybe Marco, who else was his instructor? I can't remember his instructor. Yeah, but he, who, yeah, was yeah. It, who else? I think it was in his corner. But he started, they started interviewing him and he starts, he's in the ring and he just starts crying. He starts crying, talking about his instructor. And at the time, this is before I trained. I'm like, look, what in the world is this guy doing? Like, he's a, this guy just murdered somebody in the ring, and he's crying, and he's to tears. But when I, people ask me about John Jacques, or it's hard for me to talk about him without becoming emotional. And now I see what was, what was, what Pedro Hizzo was feeling. Yeah. Because now, like, like, uh, I love it. John Jacques, you remember when the young man from, uh, was it Denmark or Sweden? The guy got, is that lightning strike? Anosh. Yeah, Anosh. Yeah, Anosh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't watch that video. Like, sometimes I want to show that video to my students, but I have to just send it to them because if I, if I watch it with them, I'll get overcome because, like, that, that's who John Jacques was to me, too. Like, this guy, if you guys don't know, maybe we can, Mike, maybe you can put the link or something to the, in, in the oh, podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's no, such yeah. a great story. The young man got, uh, he was uh, playing on a train yard in, in uh, whatever country it was, somewhere in Europe, and um, his friend died. Sweden. And, yeah, Sweden. Sweden. And then his arm got burned uh, pretty much away. He doesn't have an arm. And, um, you know, it was his, he somehow, he, had, he didn't even train at the time, but he found out about you and, uh, you know, yeah, he, one, he, one he of, learned Portuguese. One, and he, one of the guys that I know as a teenager, he became a jiu-jitsu instructor for Gracie Barra, and uh, he was living there. Yeah. And I think he gave him a DVD. Yeah. I made him one yeah. of those DVDs. Yeah. And if I understood right, that what made him have desire to yeah. live, yeah. not to die. Yeah. I mean, I mean, think about that. He yeah. studied... Portuguese, he learned, he tried to learn Portuguese for two years before when he wants to meet me. Yeah. And I have no idea. Right. 
I think Jay was at the academy yeah. when yeah. the TV from Sweden they came in. Yeah. I'm so glad you guys. As soon as that, I yeah. saw him and he stopped crying, I was like, he couldn't even speak. You remember? I had, he, he, didn't, he, he didn't want to get out of the car. He was yeah. in the car. He was so, so emotional. Yeah. Before and I, yeah. even and coming I have in. no idea. Yeah, I just yeah. oh, we have a guy coming. I have no idea about the whole story. Yeah, yeah, it, it was incredible, and uh, I love that story. If you, you guys definitely check that story out. Um, but 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 that's how I feel like. What you taught me the most, what I'm most thankful for, and I tell you this all the time, man, um, but you taught me how to, not just to overcome adversity, That's that would be enough, Jay, right? Yeah, yeah. But to overcome it with, or to face it with joy in your heart, you know, with joy, you're like, no, no. Uh, a friend of mine has a, uh, he just taught me this prayer, he's like, here's the prayer, it's like, dear God, thank you for the adversity I'm about to experience, you know what I mean? <laughs> and you kind of, you kind of, to me, encapsulate that, you personify that, that joy. And you, you ask me all the time, like, you know, we, I love to laugh with you and, and all my brothers, but, but there's a, you know, it's, it's very strange for normal people or people that don't train, somebody gets your back and is choking you, and you're laughing about it. You know what I mean? You're laughing about it. Like, that's weird. You know what I mean? That's very strange. But it's, um, that's what I'm saying. But like, I, sometimes we, we have a problem. Like, my, my, my girl, you should say, well, she's having a tough day. She's like, man, let's just run away. Let's just run away. And I say, no, let's stay and fight. You know what I mean? You, you can't postpone things like that, you know? And imagine some of the books and some of the stories my, my uncle Carlos used to say is, Let's see, your whole life is the size of this table. And I want to grow in life. And on the edge of the table, I have to face some challenge in my life. But I keep saying now, then I go back to inside the table. The day that I face and solve this, my life now is bigger than the table. It grows, yeah. And you keep growing as a human being right. with those challenges. We all wish life was just... <laughs> Paradise every day. You have no stress, none of this, and it's it's how we deal with. Yeah, and it's the same for everybody. Yeah, some people make choices to face it. Some people yeah. make choices not to, but somehow down the line, yeah. you're gonna have to face it. That's right. But you, but it's funny because if you, when you have an example, somebody like you, I just remember, man, Jay. I don't know. I'm sure you had this experience, Mike. You too, but like. There's times when I left here, I've been in the locker room just holding back tears. I didn't want to cry, but I was, I'd be so frustrated or, or angry because I didn't do so well on the mat. And then, then he'd come in and just say something oh, to yeah. make you laugh. No, not even to, 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 yeah, to, yeah. to lift you up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, just, it's just so amazing. And so, of course, I try to mimic that, and I try to steal everything I can from Jean-Jacques. But uh, I learned so much through not just jiu-jitsu, but leadership, man. It's like yeah. leadership, you yeah. know. Man, we all still learning for sure, and I'm... I learned so much from you guys, and that's why one of the greatest moments is to be able to go and teach seminars and go to your environment. Yeah, I love that part. See yeah. how you, yeah, yeah. you, if you're studying all of these, and uh, except when the tornado. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Got to wait, wait for that. <laughs> oh man, this guy. I was like, man, uh, California's got earthquakes and fires. I was like, what, what's a tornado, man? Come on, come on. Let me ask you this: uh, Once you open your school, and you start the school, yeah. What was like for you the biggest challenge you had from the beginning? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I'll tell you exactly what the biggest challenge was. It's it's it's, it's getting students, um, because you you know because you love jujitsu so much and you're into that. We're into that. We're always watching jujitsu, jujitsu, and, and and we're so interested in it. 
we kind of assume a, a lot of people are, everybody is, you know. And so you think you're going to open the doors, and as soon as some people find out you train jiu-jitsu, that they're just going to come in, and you're going to be a rich yeah, man. We, we wish, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, but let me tell you, Jacques, I'm, you know, we talked about, uh, I'm working on this project called uh, BJJ Yeah, Business that's School. why I want to get to that Yeah, point. yeah. And, um, you know, I have, a, uh, I have several students now who have their own schools, and some of them are doing great, and some of them are doing okay, and some of them are not doing well, you know. And so... Um, for me, it was always a struggle because, I, you know, even though I was pretty good at jujitsu, I'd never opened a business before. I had no idea. You and 99% of that's us. That's correct. That's I mean, correct. We all learn by making all those mistakes. Right. You know, we close the school. Okay, I'm going to have to open again and close and open again. It's yeah. like, what I'm not doing right yeah. to keep my school open. Let me tell these guys what they're not doing right, John John. So let me, because, you know, I, I read so many books. But here's the thing, it's like reading a book about business, it's good information, but it's like reading a book about jujitsu. I mean, you read a book about jujitsu, is that going to, I mean, yeah. you still got to, until you get on that mat and go through what you have to go through, you're not going to learn a lot, right? And so, man, I hired consultants. I remember one time I hired a consultant. And it's like, I didn't have any money to hire a consultant. It's like any money I made, I, I try to learn, what am I, what do I need to do? And this is what the consultant, this was so funny. This guy actually became a friend of mine and, and it's like, but, but this is what he said, okay? He says, uh, he, he, you know, we have our first meeting. He says, uh, man, uh, you know, the, the people I talk to say you're really good teaching, uh, teaching uh, kids. And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I am, I'm bad at teaching kids. And he says, well, man, you know who makes a lot of money teaching kids? It's the Taekwondo schools. You should teach Taekwondo. <laughs> 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 and, uh, you know, but, but it's funny because, again, John Jacques, like these people are good business people, but they don't know jujitsu. They haven't, you know, they, it's not, they don't know. <laughs> and, uh, and the same thing, we you know, we talked earlier a little bit, but, uh, you know, you go to some of these conferences, there's some things we can't do as jujitsu guys. We just, we, you just won't, you, like I remember one guy said, um, so what you do is, you, you know, when they come in, they have to buy your, you know, it's like it, it, there's different ideas about this. But this guy says, um, make sure they, they have to buy your equipment, if it's gis, if it's mitts or whatever, whatever it is. And somebody asks the question, say, well, well, what if they already have a gi or what if they already have this? And say, so you just tell them that your, your, your insurance only covers the equipment that you, you know, it's just, and it's like, you know what I mean, Jay? It's like, it's like, I'm not going to do that. It's just like, it's silly, you know? So, uh. John Jock, so what happened was when I really, what really turned the corner for me was when I started approaching my business, like I approached jujitsu. I was telling Jay earlier, it's like, man, in jujitsu, if you have a problem, say you have a problem escaping the mount. Okay, man, we have a problem escaping the mount. How we, we're going to find out who's the best at escaping the mount. I'm going to ask my instructor. I'm going to ask the, the, the guys I know are good at escaping the mount. I'm going to watch what they do. And then I'm going to start in the mount every chance I get until, how long am I going to do that? Until I know I can get out of the mount. And so the problem of that in business, though, is we, it's hard to articulate the problems that you're having. You understand, as, as a jiu-jitsu school owner, you know, it, it, it's just not out in the open. Like, man, if you go on Instagram right now, you know, I have hundreds of techniques, videos, YouTube, anything. But if you go and say, man, this, you know, how do I open a jiu-jitsu school? Okay, man, there's, there's not that many. But what has to happen is you have to start approaching your your business like you do jujitsu. So you have to have. So I tell my guys, look, man, you have to spend equal time on business like you do jujitsu until you start making some money. So you start to you where you need to be. Um, if you spend say three hours listening to Joe Rogan, that means you have to spend three hours listening to a, a business guy, a marketing guy. You know. But even then, it's hard because this is just there's no there's hardly any. There's a couple. 
you know, Fabio Gel we talked about has has something it's in Portuguese, but it's it's good information. There's another guy I forget what it's called, but it's and again it's 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 good information. But look, man, if you know jujitsu, you can be a great business person because it's the same. It's a process. Jay, what's the process? If you get into a fight and you know jujitsu, what's the process that's going to take place for you to win that fight? Let's talk about that. As a jujitsu person, we're going to. What's step number one? Step number one, I'm going to make sure I I, uh, I control the distance. I'm going to make sure I'm either too far away for this guy or too close for him. Step two is at the appropriate time, I'm going to close the distance. Clinch. Clinch. That's correct. And I'm going to take the fight to the ground. Once I take the fight to the guy, to the ground, I'm going to uh, get a dominant position. I'm going to let him exhaust himself. And then finally, I'm going to submit him. That's the process of jiu-jitsu, okay? The biggest problems that uh, jiu-jitsu people have, jiu-jitsu school owners have, is how to get new students, okay? And so this is what changed for me when I realized this. Getting a new student, there's a process of, of how someone becomes your student. What is that process? Okay, here's, here's the process. Number one is they learn you exist, however they learn it. Maybe they drive by your school. Maybe they saw a video on YouTube. Maybe they Googled, whatever. Okay, so step one is they learn you exist. Step two is they Google you. Step three is they go to your website. Step four, they contact you. Step five, they come in uh, for an introductory lesson. Step six is they sign up for a trial. Maybe it's two-week trial, maybe it's 30-day trial, maybe it's a three-lesson trial. Maybe we don't have a trial, but they come in for the introduction and they tried it out. And finally, step seven is they sign up long-term, okay? So just like jujitsu, if you know the process of jujitsu, if you suck at one of those steps, it's no problem. I'll, I'll study that step. Do you know one philosophy that I use since the early days? To me, is the best. Is no better advertise for your school and your own students That's correct. bring in his, their friends or recommend your school to somebody else. That's correct. Because I know we can spend lots of money and go social marketing and all of this, but it's very different when your own student. Right. Like, man, I've been training for 10 years. You should go there. For sure. Yeah. And, and I would say to me personally, this has been working since day one. Of course. We have a great environment, and you are one of the students that came through this. Jay was in a tournament, saw jiu-jitsu, and one of the fights, like, man, I want to go to this place. And Jay also has a background in, is that Kenpo, Jay? Yeah, yeah. Chinese Kenpo, Taekwondo. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's one of the things that, and evidently, man, we got to get information to how to run the school. Open, right. it's easy. Yeah, that's the easy part. Open right? is easy. That's, we can we get a loan, get by the max, front, <laughs> put a signage. Okay, have a school. Now what? Yeah, yeah. You know? But John Jack, so the problem is, though, when you first open, if you have two students, you're gonna be, they're, they're, they better know. do a lot of talking before I you get know. more students. So, but, so this process, you can take charge of this process. I didn't know this at first. So how do people learn that you exist? John Jacques, we're lucky to have you because you're on Instagram every day. Plenty of YouTube, your, 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 you know what I mean? So, so, um, but I'll tell you this though. Yeah. The early days. Oh, for sure. I put a lot of flyers in yes. a lot of cars. Yes. And they get some secure guys running us out. I can do that. It's illegal. Yeah. And yeah. we're putting just flyers in every car. Yeah. We used to go to every high school around our, our area and just pass yeah. flyers to the students when they leave in the school. It was very different. Of course. There's no social but, media back But now then. it's social media. That's the leverage. Social media, like, guys, listen, 
I hate social media as much as you guys do. <laughs> I hate it so much. I'm only on it three or four hours a day. You know what I mean? Like, 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 you know, if yeah. you look at your screen time on your phone, it's amazing. Three yeah. hours a day? Yeah. Well, I'm, 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 I'm exaggerating. I'm, job, but I'm you know. 30 minutes a week. <laughs> Just to let you know, I have to be on the mat. He knows the secret. But, um, but John Jock, that's the easiest way with, with, with social media. There's ways you can use social media to where you can just talk to people. Oh, definitely. You know what I mean? So that's how people, and you have to, if, you don't, if you're not on social media to me as a school owner, then you don't, your school doesn't even exist. And another thing too, evidently, is if, if we say that the product that you provide, you sell in your school, right. which is very important, the behavior of the instructor, like we mentioned, some schools, the environment is not right. very attractive to, we can say normal people. It's more on the fighting world. And right, right. If the you culture. Have, if you don't have the messed up here, you're not, you're not going to be welcome here. Right. Which is, the good thing today, you have a lot of choices. Yeah. You can go to schools that are more in the fighting world. You can go to schools that are less. Right. Doesn't mean you're not going to learn how to fight. It's right. just the focus is not mainly tournaments. Yeah, people get in where they where they fit in for sure, John Jock. And culture is so important. That's one of the things in in in, in the project I'm working on in, in BJJ Business School. It's like, you know, culture is so important, and it doesn't really matter. Like your culture is going to be who you are. You know, what I mean, it, it starts from the top. That's why you, Jay is the boss, just the way he is. Every every instructor that comes in here. It's a similar experience. Nobody's when you come in here. Nobody's going to treat you terribly. Nobody's going to be rude to you. Nobody's going to be. Nobody's going to hurt you on the mat. They're going to make sure they take care of you. If you weren't here last night when that white belt was here, whoever was teaching, oh, I have, would have no doubt. Sure. I mean, I, Jay and Mark yeah, they do incredible because job because that's the culture. You know they what I mean? Incredible job. But there's other there's other schools. It's a different culture, and yeah. it's fine. What you you know the culture is what you what you make it, but to understand you're making it. And you know I mean? and in this whole process. Which is the most common mistake you've been able to see in a lot of the jiu-jitsu schools? Yeah, uh, well, the biggest mistakes are, uh, number one, we don't begin like Stephen Covey. John jacques I know you read The Seven Habits. Yes. Uh, you know, it's begin with the end in mind. So what am I trying to do? So, so we have to, it, the, the initial thing is you have to separate the business side from the jiu-jitsu side. And we've had conversations about this. I remember one of my favorite conversations is, <laughs> I said, John Jacques, like, I have a lot of people in my school that, you know, they're my friends. So if they can't afford to pay, then I don't, you know, then that's, I still want them to come, but they don't pay. And you told me, can I tell the story? Yeah, it's about, it's about when your wife was, uh, you know, she, you, you were just bringing her home because you were in charge of the money. And uh, she came on and she was reviewing everything. She said, hey, John Jacques, uh, she's like, John Jacques, these, these, I forgot how many people was, these, several of these students are not paying. And John Jacques says, uh, yeah, yeah, th these are my friends. And uh, she said, oh, these are your friends, huh? And he says, yeah. And he said, well, let's see how much they like you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never like forget that. that. I never I forget like that. that. But it's true. But the thing is, it's like you have to, it, you, it, this is I a find business. out that they really like me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true, John Jack. So, so that's the first positive problem. So, I said, look, this is a business number one. Everybody has to pay. I'm sorry if you now if you can't if, if you're training for a little while and you can't pay. It's, look, man, we're going to give you a 60 day uh, reprieve. We're going to give you a scholarship for 60 days. Now, after 60 days, that's it. Yeah, and I, I would say one thing, and in my own experience in my school, a lot of the friends that I let them train, yeah, because they have some financial issues. Of course, I they end up not showing up. Because I don't pay, I don't have to go. No, I go when I want. And two, I end up not helping the per this person. That's right. 
You and think you're doing I'll, them a favor? I will. I will give an example. I have guys that I know for fifteen years. Yeah, he still have the same financial issue problem. Yeah, I said, man, you've been training for fifteen. Years. You're a black belt, and you still have financial problem. Yeah, I mean, something's wrong with you. Yeah, you know. And what happened is I said, okay, now I want to have to stop paying. Oh, I don't know. You're not my friend. I yeah, to, yeah. I said, no, I'm not helping you. <laughs> We're enabling them. That makes sure don't train until you no longer have financial problem. Right. Let's see how much you actually like jujitsu. That's right. Most of them resolve their issues back to the mat and train. Some of them, 20 years later, they still have the same problem. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the, that's the, I think for all the school owners I met who struggled, myself included, was there's the business side and the jiu-jitsu side. As most people that open a jiu-jitsu school, John Jock, are not business people or jiu-jitsu people. No, we, we, I don't think we ever went to school. Correct. And to, so because of that, um, we, when you go home at night, you teach jiu-jitsu. When you go home at night, you watch jiu-jitsu videos. You know, you do these things. But you don't ever crack a business book. You know what I mean? You, you just assume it's going to work out. That's incorrect. You have to learn about marketing. That's the second biggest problem is... You, I didn't market my school. That's a problem. And you, and John Jack, you're on me all the time about Instagram. Remember, you should yeah, take yeah, it yeah. on Instagram. And I'm like, man, who am I to be on Instagram? Like, nobody's going to listen to me like this, anything. But the thing is, again, I learned this the hard way. If you're not on social media, then you don't exist yeah. as far as the school concerned. And John Jack, you do it smart. I know you're, I, I know it seems like you're always on there, but I know you, there's a, you, you approach it the jujitsu way. You, you do it efficiently. It doesn't control you. You control it. I, we, we are still learning so many things. Yeah. The, the younger generation knows so much more than we do, especially social media and all of these. And I'm trying to use the younger generation to, hey, how right. do you do that? Right. How do, yeah. you know, how that works? And, and every day I'm also talking to people that are doing this for a long time. And because today you have companies that of you can hire. Right and do those things for yeah. you. But John Jack, like, it's funny because like, man, I, you know, there's 10 year olds in the school that use social media better than we do social media. I mean, oh, it's just a new generation. Sure. But we'll pay, but it, but here's the thing, like I've paid lots of people, but the thing is, I need I need to do basically three things and they'll charge me for 30 things. So it's like, man, this is really three things you need to do. It's not that difficult. Um, so you have to advertise your school. That's the second uh, biggest problem. Third problem is, um, man, you, you have to have infrastructure. When I, what I mean by infrastructure is, man, you have to have systems in place to keep track of attendance, keep track of tuition payments, keep track of a, 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 just a handful of things. It's not a bunch of things, but you can't do this. If you have 10 students, it's easy to, to know when somebody's ready for a promotion. But we have hundreds of students here. You know what I mean? It's like they have to sign in every night. That's how we keep track of it. You know what I mean? So um, it, that helps us uh, judge when this person's ready. You know, um, another thing is they try to do, we try to do everything by ourselves. You know what I mean? You have to have help. John Jacques, look at, look at the, you can. It's, yeah. it, I mean, you can, but then you, you're not going to be able to grow. Yeah, yeah. So there's a great book, like, a, you know, this, this BJJ Business School is based on several books and, and courses I've taken and adapted them to jiu-jitsu. One of them is the E-Myth. John Jacques, you may or may not have read this one, I think, but it's, he has a, this guy's name is Michael Gerber. He has a great saying. He says, listen, if you have a business and you have to be there in order to get paid, then you don't have a business. You have a job. Now, maybe a great job. Jiu-Jitsu is a great job. Yeah. But there's going to come a time when you get sick, you have a family emergency, or, man, you might want to just go on vacation. Now, if that happens and you're the only one that can do your job, what happens to the business? And, uh, I mean, John Jock, this is another thing that I learned from you. Like, when I come here, 
um, even though sometimes you're here, you might make Jay teach, you might make Mark teach, you might you you might make me teach to share because you're constantly developing, um, you know, uh, your I, help. I. I learned also to decentralize the school. Yes. The school does not depend on me anymore. You yeah. know, people see all my instructors as Jay, it's because he wants to, he's a champion in many tournaments. Yeah. And the students look at him like, wow, oh my God. And have students come here, take pictures of him and right. request classes with him. That's what I want in this school. It's not just me. Yeah. I was me in the beginning. Now I have Jay, then I have Mark, then I have other students that are part of the whole leading process. Yes. And intentionally, a lot of times I'm here in the class, but as Jay can teach. And I want the students to see that I'm here, but he's the one teaching, not right. me. Right. You understand? And I yeah. do the drills with the class and I'm there, but he's the instructor. Right. This is some of the process that the students see like, whoa, he's, he's so good that he can teach even though the master is here. Oh yeah. yeah. It's good, and a lot of techniques they teach better than me. I have no doubt. The best part of, of them. The best part of this experience, going back to the white belt story, yeah, yeah, is usually when whenever we we have a night like that where one of us is teaching and John Jack's on the floor, he always goes and sits with the newer students. Yeah, and you can just see them. They're like, yeah, you know, what's he doing here? Is he going to ask me a question? What's and it's just to like, yeah. you know, yeah, Jay, think about that. I mean, on, on a on a level of a, of a customer service level. Uh, John Jack, the four modules I have in this in this uh, project I'm working on. Number one is your infrastructure and your mindset. Number two is market your life, market your school like your life depends on it because it does. Number three, this is what I want to talk to you about is, is creating a great customer experience. Number four is build systems so you can delegate. Those are the four things. So that's, that's white belt, blue belt, brown, uh, purple belt, uh, brown belt, black belt. Um, hey, forgot the color belt. Oh, yeah. Where is that? Hey, man, well, I'm, still five or, I'm still, or I'm still working. That's why I'm here <laughs> Should be the six to find months. out. <laughs> to find out. But John, John, here's an example. In, in L.A., we have In-N-Out Burger. We don't have In-N-Out in, in Oklahoma, but we have Chick-fil-A, okay? In my, in my town, Owasso, there's probably maybe 45,000 people. It's probably five, six chicken restaurants, okay? If you go to Chick-fil-A, it's like in and out The line is around the corner. Uh, it's almost a traffic hazard. It's okay? a good place, man. It, I, I, I mean, John, John, but listen, let's talk about Jay. Have you ever had Chick-fil-A? Honest to God, never. Okay. Well, listen. The chicken, I have one in my town, too. The chicken is not bad, but it's just a chicken sandwich. But, what, but if you go next door, they might have three cars. This one has 50 cars. What's the difference, okay? The difference is when you go to Chick-fil-A, just like when you go to In-N-Out, the people they got working there act like they give a f damn. You know what I mean? That's it. That's the only thing. Now, I don't know if they do give a damn or not, but they act like they do. And the experience is different. Even though the chicken's probably, it's, you know, it's, it's six on one hand. If you go to KFC or you go to churches or Popeyes, whatever, it's, it's similar experience. Mm -hmm. but, but the way they treat you. Now, John Chuck, this, these restaurants are in the same town. That means they have the same pool of employees to pull from, okay? So, so it's the same, basically the same people. They, their experience going to that place is they make them want to come back. It's like, wow, that's so right. well that's served, right. so welcome, yes. wow. That's it. On the other one, the guy said, no, I don't have it, buy this one. It's like, no, well, how can I help you? What can I do for you? And Yes. And so imagine you go to a jiu-jitsu school and Jay, John Shock, it's funny to me because John Shock's probably never had this experience of going to a jiu-jitsu school and being like intimidated. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're absolutely. Walk in, like, I wonder if he's ever had that. 
<laughs> I don't think so. Maybe maybe when Hicks and came and got him, say, come to the school. Like maybe I wonder what that was like yeah, as a kid. You know, we we man, we grew up like like people see that we grew up with that. Yeah, that's yeah, a different yeah. thing, and and you, you kind of experience that, but not realize you are experiencing that. Yeah, yeah. you're part of the whole yeah. process. Right. But I mean, it's I mean. I'm no better than anybody that walks into my school. Right. You know? That's how you treat people. And and I believe every human being do something, has something with them right. that they do better than anybody. Yeah. I might be good in jiu-jitsu, but I have somebody who is amazing with computer. Yeah. And yeah. Then if you take bring him to my world, okay. But if I go to his world, I'm the white belt. Exactly. And I understand that. Yeah. And many other areas in life that I'm just a student like everybody else. Exactly. But creating a great customer experience is so important because like it's very intimidating just to enter a jiu-jitsu school as a young man. And so when you come in, um, imagine you come in at your first day of jiu-jitsu and they just let you roll with everybody and the guy gets injured. He's never going to come back ever. It's like, man, jujitsu now here to him is injury. I, it still blows my mind. There's schools that I that I know that girls, that women. If you come to my school and it's a, it's a girl, you're only going to roll with people. I'm going to put you with your partner. You know what I mean, John Jacques? I think you, we're a little spoiled here because we have like the whole mat is like so much experience on the mat. You, I, I feel like most of these people here, like they couldn't. It'd be so hard for a white belt to get injured here because we have such experience on, on the mat. Yeah, we have like yeah. I don't know, ten yeah. plus black belts almost every yeah. class. Yeah, some they, schools don't have know? that, and so but they come in they, and they think they have to roll. And uh, like you know, like uh, uh, the Grace Academy kind of gets in, into trouble with this because like some of the people don't like the Grace Academy because like if you go to a Grace Academy school, they won't let you roll for like the first year. Like in the Grace Academy in my town. Um, you know, you can't but, roll. But you know what? It, it's the process of each school use. A lot of people like it. Yeah, yeah. Some people don't like, like it. Yeah, yeah. I, but you know? so, so I, don't, I don't really agree necessarily with that. I respect it. Whatever. It's, it's their process. It's fine. But I definitely understand. It's like, look, man, if you let these people roll don't know jujitsu, they're, they're going to hurt, hurt themselves. Yeah. They, it's not even about their partner going to hurt them. They might hurt themselves. You should, should you learn first what not to do. Yes. Then you will be able to learn, oh, what to do now. Exactly, exactly. But that, you know, the way you treat people is, is, is key, but the way you treat people is also is on the mat. Like, John, John, last night, the white belt was here. You made sure everybody knew, hey, man, if, you, if you're going to go with this guy, you're not wrong with him. You're going to show him a technique. Maybe it's escape from the mount. Probably yeah, yeah, it was you know all I mean? basic. All, yeah, the, yeah. all the students already know that. Yeah, and so, yeah, exactly, because you built that culture. They know all that. All the but, students know that. But the, a lot of my friends that have schools, they never even thought about that. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, man, you're here to do your class. I mean, we're rolling now, so I guess you're rolling, you know? <laughs> no. Then it's, can, uh, yeah. Then <laughs> That's why a lot of schools are very limited with a um, smaller group of competitors. Yeah, yeah. But it's no chance for, because the way I see is if you go to a school and you don't have white belts, something's not right. Exactly, yeah. If you go to a school, you have only white belts, something's not right. Yeah. You know, I want to make sure you go to the school and you diversify. You have all belts, all colors, all sizes. Everybody's like, wow, that, I mean, somebody start here as a white belt and he move up all the way and he's still here. Yeah, yeah. Then you, you see the balance. Yeah. Okay, I can only teach white belts. No high belts stays here. Yeah. Or I can only teach higher belts. No white belts get the experience to move up. Let me give you an example, John Jock. This is funny to me because, like, when I was struggling uh, at the time, this was a few years, several years ago, and CrossFit was just kind of coming up, really, really getting really popular. They get ESPN, CrossFit, you know. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, because you're struggling, 
like, man, maybe I should start teaching CrossFit. Like, I mean, I even got CrossFit certified, right? And so it's so funny that to me now, but here's the, here's the thing. So, so the idea, Jay, is the number of people that want to train jujitsu in my mind, it's like if it was this table, it'd be the, the number of people would be the size of this John Jock's phone here. But the number of people that want to lose 10 pounds is the size of the table. Like everybody yeah, yeah, needs to lose yeah. 10 pounds, you know? And so I was like, man, maybe, maybe fitness is the, you know what I mean? But here's the thing, like what, now, now that I'm on the other side of it, I can see so much clearly. So I was like, look, here's the thing, man, about jujitsu. Jiu-jitsu is endless. John Jock, like, I've known you for so long. I'm, 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 I'm be training with you until I die, probably. You know, or to you, you know, I don't know which one of us is going first, John Jock, but I mean, because you know, and I have, I have students that started me my, my first day at, at my, you know, my first five students, they still train with me, they still pay me. You understand? So over the course of ten years, you know, because they still get value out of it. You understand? That means you must have a good school. Thank you, sir. I think I believe so too. Yeah, for uh, but, sure. But but imagine Jay's like, uh, and and there is, I like CrossFit. Uh, you know, I'm not, I don't not to deride CrossFit or anything like that. But what I'm saying is, Jiu-Jitsu is a community. John Chad, before we roll, before we and we want to talk about this too because I want to ask you about this. Before we fist bump and go, we slap hands. The slap hands is hey, we're we're a brotherhood here. We're friends first, and now we're gonna test each other. Um. And a lot of places don't have that, you know? Um, and so it's funny because now it's like, man, I don't, I don't need to teach fitness because, so once you lose, say if you want to lose 20 pounds, but once you lose the 20 pounds, what more use am I to you? Because it's, you know, it's hard. What we do is hard. If you're going to lose 20 pounds, that's hard. If you're going to do jujitsu, that's hard. But the thing is, after you, you know, in jujitsu, there's always a, a fun next level to get to, you know? And also the environment of your school. We have a lot of guys that come here, they maybe do one or two roles and right. they sit around and talking to the guys yes, and yes. friends and maybe they ask a question about a technique. Right. But man, you created such a nice environment. That's your school. When I go, every time I go there, it's like, I don't know, hundreds of people there on the mats and everybody's smiling. Yeah. Everybody kind of the same spirit as Christian you if you guys heard him laughing so many times <laughs> that's who he is the day one I met this guy no man one of I, the I hardest you, one yeah. of the hardest trainers in the school <laughs> but uh it's fun and I think it's jujitsu is like life it's a continued learning process we never stop learning how to treat people better how to improve our jiu-jitsu, uh, learn the techniques. Man, I learn techniques from white belts. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes they do something that their reaction is not what I was expecting. Right. And I realize, like, man, if I react like this, if somebody, a high belt, I might surprise him. Yeah. People don't realize that. But I think it's that connection that we made as a, a healthy, positive environment. Yeah, for the rest uh, of their life, John Jock, John Jock, for the rest of their life, jiu-jitsu, it's a perishable skill, but you don't, it's like riding a bike. You're not gonna lose all of it. You know what I mean? If you don't, if you train for two or three years and you don't train for five years, you're still gonna be one of the baddest people if you walk into a bar or something like that. I mean, you're still yeah, gonna be able to yeah. handle yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wanted to tell you a story here that just happened to me. It reminded me of your story. Uh, you, you remember when you had the problem at the, at the drugstore? Oh yeah, The man, guy the, was giving you a problem? Guy, guy bumped into me, yeah. So, happened you know. Happened to you too? So listen, we were just in Venice. The guys wanted to go to Venice. So we we go to Venice. We're, we're eating in a, 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 a lunch on the, on the beach right there in Venice. And, uh, man, Venice these crazy, days are right? not yeah. good, man. Let me tell you what happened. Them, so man. let me tell you what happened. And so, um, man, uh, the guy's homeless guy he comes in, and we're just, you know, we're just sat down and we got our drinks, and all of a sudden there's a ruckus. The guy's yelling, cussing, "I'm gonna come back and kill all of you guys." 
And so we look up and I was like, oh man, what's going on here? You know, I said, and they're escorting the guy out, but it's on the beach, John Jock, it's all open. So the guy just, he goes out to the sidewalk and he just, he stands there just looking at every, he's standing like, Jay, from me to you, just standing, looking at, and he, then he'll walk down. He's, and, and so I asked the waiter, I said, hey man, what's, what's going on with this guy? He said, man, this guy, he comes in here and he just harasses the customers. And he said, he's done it a few times. And so when he comes in, he's, I say, like, I say, like, oh, okay, man. And so I'm looking at the guy. I keep my eye on the guy because he's not leaving. And I'm like, man, is this guy going to do something? And, uh, you know, there's families and kids, and he's standing right in front of a family. And I'm with my guys. And, and, and um, you know, this is another thing, John Jock, that I, you know, I feel like you, you, that you taught me, too. It's like when you have the kind of the superpower. It's not a superpower. Maybe it's too strong. But I feel like it is, you know. But when you have that power, you've you got to be one of the good guys. So if a problem happens, you got to understand. So um, the guy's like... He, he's he's standing here, he's standing there, but finally I was like, man, I get up on my chair and I go over to him and I say, hey man, can I help you, you know? And the guy comes over to me and I said, listen man, what's going on? That's like, uh, so they said, but John Jock, the guy's a homeless guy, he's have, he has mental health issues, you know? And what happened was he came in and asked for a glass of water, the guy, because the guy had problems before, they kick him out. And uh, he said, man, all I wanted was a glass of water. And, and, and I said, listen, well, I said, man, let me buy you lunch, you know? He's, uh, you know, he starts shaking my hand. He's like, you know, he's like, he's asking me about, you know, I asked him about himself, and man, like, um, you know, I said, hey, listen, man, I know, you know, I, I talked to him a little bit, but, but nobody, just like you always say, man, nobody's talked to this guy like he's a human being, yeah, because he's, you know, he's in the situation that he's in, and it's not like a, it doesn't seem like a bad person, but he's just so frustrated with life and everything, like he, and he doesn't know how to, he hasn't learned how to interact. So anyway, I talked to the guy, and and um, you know, uh. I didn't have, thankfully, I didn't have to fight the guy. I mean, I didn't want to fight the guy, but I, I mean, I'm, but I'm, but it's like, look, man, you can't stand here in front of these, you know, this kid here, there's, a, there's ladies here. It's like, look, man, you know, if we got to do it, we got to do it. But man, the guy, you know, I got him a glass of water and you know, a bottle of water and stuff like that. John Jock, the guy goes over and uh, he comes back and uh, he gives me this this uh, this thing, man, Jay. Like, it's just a, you know, it's one of the things that yeah, uh, one of the artists, speech, uh, yeah, okay. and it's like now the cops showed up. You know what I mean? And they're, they're ready to take him to jail. And, and they're like, man, they're like, hey, man, is this guy bothering you? And it's like, no, man, this guy's not bothering me. I mean, we're just talking, you know what I mean? And it's like, and like, but he was just so, you know, he, just nobody had ever had Spoke a heel. Exactly, man. And, and it's like, um, you know, so, you know, I wanted to tell, you know, I have young guys, you know, with me. One of my guys was yeah. kind of young, and I wanted to tell them, like, hey, look, man, you got the power. Maybe a month ago, one of our students were there on the beach, and uh, the guy soccer punched him. Yeah, yeah. And crazy. He, yeah, he just hold the guy down and hey, come down and let me. Yeah, he he could hurt the guy. Could have hurt the he guy. He just hold him yeah. down and police came to arrest. He did not press charge or anything yeah. and just the guy's in trouble. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a bigger problem. The homeless problem out here. You know, everybody's talking about it, but man, I, but I, you know. but I think the fact of how how secure you feel with yourself exactly allows you to go there yeah. and talk to somebody like that. And yeah. he feels your energy. Yeah. You're not there to hurt him, but at the same time, he feels that you're not afraid of him. That's right. But John Jack, like, like, when it first happened, though, you said, oh, it's like, oh, man, this, this is about yeah. to, what's going to happen, Jay? Like, you got a feeling. It's like, oh, I don't know. I don't, man, well, should we leave? Or what should happen? Or, you know, but then, then you're like, oh, wait a minute. I know what you Somebody's got to handle this. It's like, oh, no, yeah, it's you. You got to handle it. <laughs> so uh, it was just kind of funny because then, you know, after, 
after the guy, we had our interaction, then the guy just goes about his business. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, look, man, he just needed somebody. And all he needs is somebody who say hi to him or yes, speak to man. him for five yeah. minutes. Yeah, you know what it's like? I try to tell the guy. That's what like, I'm saying. We, we're not better than anybody. We, uh, we're not living anybody's tr everyday struggle. We don't know their everyday struggle. That's why he's got to treat everybody nice, you know? Yeah. But before Jiu-Jitsu, Josh, I got to be like, man, I, I hope somebody handles this. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's funny so so thank you John Jack yeah um, man how much time do we have I don't want to take all your time man uh, but there's some things I wanted to ask you that, hey let's just John Jack did we always slap hands and fist bump do you remember like when that I, started or if it I, started I, 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 learned, always I always remember we, we for always, me day one we yeah, all yeah. shake hands before we train it's kind yeah. of that exchange of energy and one thing I learned and uh, we all do here is the instructors that before every class they all shake every student's hand, look into their eyes and yeah. it's good to see you here, welcome back here. Yeah. You know, it's kind of... And, it, and it's really cool because the students all do it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody does yeah. it. That's not part of our... We don't We don't yeah. require that, you know? No, it's funny because at my school, Jay, like, uh, I, I do it. But um, so when it, when it's when six o'clock hits, everybody lines up on the wall so I can go shake their hands. But they haven't got it, and I haven't I haven't drilled into them. It's like, no man, it's not me as the guy up here coming in to shake your hand. It's everybody shaking everybody's yeah, hand, yeah. you know. And uh, it's funny, John John, because it, it's uh, when I first started my school. Um, the guys come in and say, "What what do we call you?" You know what I mean? And I said, "Well, you just call me Chris or Christian. That's my name." He's like, "They're like." No, I'm not calling you that. <laughs> they want to call you some professor or something like that, and it's so funny. I, I never, I never grew up, and and I remember my my uncle Helio, Helio Gracie. Yeah, we used to call him uncle. Yeah, no master, <laughs> grandmaster, just uncle. And Hickson, see Hickson, I call Hickson. Yeah, and people are like master, <laughs> grandmaster. I, I understand right. the lineage and all of these. Right, right. But I, I, I never grew up into that. Yeah, such a require request or requirement that you, yeah. you, all, you all say, hey, yeah, Christian, can you show me this technique here? Yeah, and man, again, people they can come whatever they want. They right. some guys professor, some guys a master, some guys most most often they call my name. Yeah, which I'm fine with that. But it's funny because Jay, we came up like that because I don't require my students to call me anything, but they want to call me something, so they call me coach. And the guy says, the first guy says, man, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna call you coach. I said, well, you can call me coach, but then I'll call him coach. So, because I want him to understand, like, look, man, we're on this road together. I've been here longer for sure, but we're the same. But it's funny because I also have that pressure, like when I'm here, especially in front of my students. I don't, I don't like to call him John Jacques, even though that's how we interact with one another. I always call him professor. Or, or oh no, master, I mean, you know I, mean? I, I always, whenever I, whenever I re yeah. refer to John Jacques, um, yeah. I always refer to him by his name. Right. But, but when I talk to him, yeah, I use the title master, yeah. or professor, and yeah. but I always tell people, I'm like. You can just call him John Jock. The yeah. reason, well, why do you call him a master professor? I'm like, I've been with him 25 years. He's yeah, made yeah. a huge impact on my life. Yeah, yeah. That's the title. With all respect, like he earned. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I have the power to call him. I Man. can call him his name. I can call him that. So yeah. that's what, what I do. I call him Super J. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, even yeah. just yeah. Prof It's like yeah. Super J. <laughs> uh, John Jack, when we went to, uh, when we saw Hickson when he was at uh, the Grace Academy a few years ago, uh, I was in line, you know, at the end of the seminar, I was right next to Eric Paulson, who you know. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, Hickson's, we, we bow, you know, I love the way Hickson, uh, uh, you know, does at the end, he, he, you know, he said, uh, let's bow to the instructors, not just, but he always says, not just these two guys, he's talking about Carlos and Elio, yeah. he said, but not just these two, he's, he, he's talking about everybody that's come before us. And, uh, 
then he says, now I'll bow to you in, in a sign of respect. And so, uh, and we, and, and, and typically we don't, we don't bow. I mean, sometimes we, I, I bow when I'm here. I bow when I get on the mat, I bow when I come off. Just because just I'm here in this place is so special to me. But I don't require my students to do it. And, but it's so funny because Eric Paulson, he's whispering to me. I, and, and I've known Eric Paulson. We don't know each other. We're, not, like we're friends. But, I, you know, I've seen him over the years lots of times. And he's whispering to me. He's like, hey, man, you know, Hicks never used to. He never used to bow out until, uh, you know, I asked him, I said, hey, man, this is Eric Paulson. He says, I asked Hickson, hey, man, how come you don't bow? You know, and, and, and uh, Hickson said, because I'm not Japanese. And Eric says, yeah, but this art comes from Japan. He says, Hickson said, yeah, it comes from Japan, but Brazilians perfected it, you know. And, uh, but they had a, it was so, it's, I love to have Eric Paulson. You, you should try to get Eric Paulson. He'll be, he'll be yeah. a great storyteller. Uh, but he says, uh, he says, yeah, but, you know, so anyway, after the conversation, he says, and now uh, Hickson, every time I see Hickson, he bows. And it's like, I don't, I don't know if that's, a, you know, how true the story is. I, I, mean, I, I trust Eric Paulson, but it, it's, it was just a funny story to me. Uh, whether it's true or not, but uh, but it's always funny because it's like, and I feel like uh, some of the guys I respect too. We like jujitsu has always been so non-traditional, Jean Jacques. Like we talk, we call each other by first names. We don't we don't do all that stuff. But but now I feel like because jujitsu has grown so big, we're trying to add that respect back in. Like like as if but to me, I don't like it because uh, part of me likes it, but part of me doesn't because it's like man, the respect is always there. Yeah, yeah. But it's not it's not a. I think if you start going down that path. A lot of it can be like fake respect. I mean, it's like, man, like some of these arts, they have so many different names for so many, you know, I can't even call this guy, not even my fellow student by his name. I got to call him by some title. And it's yeah, like, yeah. you know and what I mean? Look, when you have your school, it's whatever makes people feel comfortable to be there. And for me, people can say professor, master, and then most of my students, thankfully, they call my name. Yeah, yeah. Which that's who I am. Yeah. You know, I don't rely on the ranking of my belts or anything, I'm just appreciate there over there. Everybody understand kind of uh, the limits of what they can, most issue, nobody's disrespectful here. Yeah, for sure. And all my black belts, we laugh a lot on the mat and all of these, but everybody knows when, when the technique is to being taught and all of this is there. Right. But I want people to come here and feel happy. I want yeah, people to yeah. want to be here. I don't want something so official yeah. that everybody's face is not allowed to smile, laugh. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's not what jujitsu is. Yeah. At I the mean, end of the day, too, I mean, everyone's coming here at the end of their work day. They're already stressed out, probably beaten down a little bit by life, so this has got to be the thing that lifts you up. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. You don't want to add, we don't want to add to that. Yes. It's so special, John Job, because like, um, it's like, to me, we've heard it said this before, Jay, but it's like a forced meditation. When somebody's choking you, you don't have time to think about the problems you're having with your girlfriend or the problems at your job. You, you have to do, focus right now. But the result of that thinking, you might be choked out. <laughs> <laughs> you have a choice there. Yeah, or you'll wake up. <laughs> Put on hold. Okay, hold on, hold on. I got to think my next on the <laughs> exactly. line now. <laughs> but Jean-Jacques, when, you, when you're forced to, to deal with the situation, you're dealing with somebody choking you, and then when it's over, you come back to your problems. Your problems, now you've created some space from your problem, and it's a different perspective. It's, the problem's now smaller. doesn't seem as hard to deal with now. Like, man. It, it's, we all have problems. Yeah. We all have the situations. That's how we see that situation. Yeah. People see different. People sometimes victimize themselves. People sometimes, yes. I can't deal with that. I'm going to run away. Right. I'm going to get drunk. I'm going to do something crazy. But the problem's still there. But exactly. Yeah. Sooner or later, you're going to have to deal with. Right. And well, my life is better sooner than later. Yeah. yeah. You know, because I want to move on. And a lot of times people get stuck yes. because there's a wall there. 
Yeah. And I have to pass that wall today, tomorrow, next year, two years from now. But if I want to move on, I have to deal with that one day. Sooner is better. And why waiting so much? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's, I think, what Jiu-Jitsu ended up teaching us is every train we do, we're in trouble. Yes. And uh, we, I know I am. We get out, but <laughs> we get out of those trouble. Yeah. And right away. You know what I mean? Yes. And even when you get choked, we learn that it's not the end. Like, wow, I'm going to now learn to stop the choke. Right. And here we go. And that's how you build up your confidence. You know? Yes. And Jiu-Jitsu give that to you. Yes. You like it or not. That's the thing. Yes. Some people learn that quick. Some people take a little longer. That's why Jiu-Jitsu is a journey. Yes. It's not going to be one year, two years, five years, I'm expert. No. It's way more. It's a life commitment. Yes. We all have our black belts many years ago. We still come back in love as the first day. Yes. It's, I know? would say to you guys are listening, if, if you if you not training Jiu-Jitsu or, or maybe you're taking a break, uh, man, Jiu-Jitsu is one of the best things because it, gives, it lets you practice adversity a spoonful at a time. Uh, there's other things that let you practice adversity. I think any, any boxing, top boxing, even running, I feel like anything that's difficult, something that's difficult, CrossFit. But jiu-jitsu is special in a way because to me, um, the idea behind jiu-jitsu, you know, is, is mind over muscle. Uh, if you guys haven't had a chance to roll with, like, with John Jacques or Jay or somebody on that level, it still blows my mind. Like I've rolled with so many world champions, Jay, I mean, I probably roll with at least 12 world champions, and they all kill me. But nobody kills me like John Ja kills me. I feel like when it's man, the essence of jiu-jitsu. You're making bad advertise for me. <laughs> no, man. Kill you, man. I feel like, uh, I feel like when, I, when I roll with you, John Jacques, like, like no matter how hard, like I, I almost don't even want to try. Like the harder I push, it's like I'm running man, to a we, wall, Jay. Then all of a sudden. I had, we had such a great time last yes, night. I yes, couldn't do anything yes. to you. I love I was like, that. Yeah. No, I was so happy, man. I was like, man, this guy, he's holding me. He's holding me. But first time I ever survived. I'm like, thanks for taking the easy on me, man. But, but going to the adversity, it, it's, it is. Uh, it, it, it's an interesting comparison because um, I'll explain this to people. I'm like, you know, I give them all the benefits of jujitsu, and and uh, you, yes, you can run, yes, you can do like different stand up martial arts, different things, right. but all those endeavors, yeah, you're always in control. Yeah. I can stop running when I'm yes. tired. I can put the weights down when I when I feel my body That's starting right. to give out. Uh, if we're boxing, I don't want to get hit. I move away from you. Yeah, but. You come from the land of the A7 gi. <laughs> Imagine being on your back and having a guy on top of you yes. completely that's unfor it's unforgiving and yeah. it doesn't stop until you either get out or you tap and learn and, and get back at it. Yes. But it's that it's that honesty. That's yeah. the thing that I, that keeps me coming back. I, I am not sure and I heard that first time from Jay. But people when you mention that people do not ball in jiu-jitsu. Yeah. I think you're missing one point there. Because every single time before you're training, yeah. you do ball. Yeah. Whenever you tie your belt, what do you do? Yeah, you look that's down true. to the that's side true. and ball. Yeah, that's true. I heard that from Jay. Yeah. I don't know if he read that somewhere or yeah, but I think I just read but it. But that was that was respect right before the training. You know, it's yeah. kind of a, a kind of a figure or something up there right. that once you tie a belt, you look at that this yeah. way, yeah. then you're ready it's to a, go. It's true. It's true. You know? Uh, a lot of people don't realize that, but every time before they 
start training, when they put the belt on, they look at down the head yes. as a, a respect. John Shock, do you do you read about Zen at all? I mean, I know you. I know you probably read a little bit about it because, uh, but Jay, like I know, I know we we went to a lot of the Japanese culture. But uh, John Jock, so many experiences have I had with you. I remember one in particular. The guy came in. He was visiting. Nice guy, whatever. But uh, when he tied his belt, he said, uh, <laughs> he tied his belt. He said, man, the tab should be, John Jacques, the tab should be on the left side, right? And John Jacques said, oh, yeah, the tab should be on the left side. And then the guy leaves. And this is, it's funny because at the time, I think I was probably about, and because uh, and, uh, this is questions I have too. And so I say, sorry, Mike, I hop on the mic again. I said, uh, so when the guy left, I said, John Jacques, should it be on the, I thought, should it be on the left side? And John Jacques said, Chris, it doesn't matter, man. It's like, it's a bell. It's like, <laughs> who cares? And it was just so, and I was like, I mean, that, that was so freeing to me. And just like he says last night, there's no right or wrong in jiu-jitsu. You know, you have easy and you have hard. And sometimes what's easy for you, it's hard for me and life vice versa, you know. And it's just, uh, every, every time I have a question, like it's just some questions, like it's, I, built, I put so much pressure on my mind. Like there's a correct answer to this question. And then I asked John Jacques and he says, man, you can do either way. And I'm like, oh man, I'm like, I've been, I'm just stressed over this for two weeks, man, trying to talk to you, you know. And so, uh, <laughs> yeah, so great, man. So, so, hey, man, do you, I mean, have you read about Zen or is that just something? Maybe I have to make I, sure you think that it arrives naturally when you train something like I, this. I, I think a lot of the things that I know today was through the stories of the prior generation telling us. Every cousin, every uncle, they read something somewhere and they tell you the story. And yeah. it not just, it basically reads the few pages of the book. Right, right. And you keep that in your mind from so many years. Right, right. And uh, let's see if I remember one thing in translating English. Um, Tell us Portuguese too. Tell us the Portuguese okay. too. Okay, this, this, I, I, I don't remember how young I was, but I, I, I think 10 years old. Quando sentires que o teu corpo tombou e pensares que morreste, levanta-te e luta, pois pelo simples fato de teres pensado é sinal de que estás vivo. Basically, let's see. When when your body fall, yeah, and you think you're dead, yeah, get up and fight. The simple fact that you taught means you're alive. Yeah. Oh man. You understand? Damn, that's good. I learned that. <laughs> I don't know how many years ago, but that's yeah. The fact that I'm thinking, that me, oh, I'm tired, but I'm thinking. Oh damn. Oh, I'm alive still. Yeah. I'm not dead. Yeah, you know? That's good. And that keeps you going and going and. Yeah. Those are kind of the priceless moments that I have with a lot of members of like the Gracie family because we grew up in that samurai mentality environment. Samurai right? mentality. Yes, and, man. And I think that was very helpful to our everyday in a good way battle, training jiu-jitsu and overcome some days good, some days not so good. Yeah. But we keep coming back. Yes, Jay reminds me of uh, remember the last samurai. Oh yeah. When I come here I wrote with John Diak, I was like, man, it's going to be a good death. <laughs> yeah, it's a beautiful death. It's all perfect. Yeah, yeah, it's all yeah. perfect. Uh, Jean-Jacques, thank you so much, man, for, for having me. Christian, man. Such an honor, man. it was uh, a great time. I think it was perfect timing. We were in town, and um, we have you in mind for quite some time, and you was a perfect time. And thank you, man, for being here. Thank you for being such a, a loyal and great guy. 
uh, to me is an amazing school you have in Owasso, Oklahoma. We look forward to coming soon. Yeah, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be going there at the end of the month, yes. I'll oh, man, I'm excited. I'm excited. But thank you for being here, man. Yeah, thank you, sir. and uh, it's and, great. And then I have to put, put it out there because, you know, last year was a horrible year. And yeah, oh, man. You, you were... I could almost count on it. Every month you called, you just wanted to know how Jean-Jacques was, how the yeah. school was, how I was, how we were doing. I mean, that yeah. meant a lot. You know, I, you, I, I could feel it in my heart, your, your yeah, connection man. with us, you know, but because I know you're trying to skip out of here without answering the question. Oh, and yeah. Jean-Jacques but, almost forgot to ask that? the what question. What's going on here? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, yes. Everyone on, has to answer that. Come on, man. Okay, I'll, I'll let Jay ask that today for you. Jay, what's going on? Who is Christian Dare? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, man. Let me tell you, Christian Durr is a lot less interesting than the guests you've had on, but he's uh, just as interested or more interested in uh, what we're talking about here, man. I'm just uh, a very uh, uh, grateful, happy individual. My teacher told me that. Uh, yeah, I'm just so thankful to have guys like you in my life. Taught me so much. Uh, I never had that before, man. The, to uh, Man, you... John Jack, like uh, I didn't. My my parents were divorced at a young age, so I never really had. I had a stepfather, but didn't really get along. Didn't really respect him that much. Kind of a, a gruff guy, and uh, not to say that, that you're my father or anything like that. But man, like uh, the relationship we have has always been of a mentor relationship, and I learned so much from you uh, on and off the mat. I mean, this is like uh, some of the things I can't tell, man, because. Um, you know, it's almost like family secrets, you know. But I just learned so much. I watch you, and when I asked you. <laughs> Man, you see, man, like this last night, Jay, I'll give you an example. Uh, I was rolling with the Purple Belt, and uh, the guy was having problems, obviously. And so he asked me a question. He said, hey, man, what happened when I did this? I said, look, I'm going to tell you the answer. This is what I'll do, but we're going to ask John Jock because I want to hear what John Jock has to say. <laughs> and that's, man, I swear it's, it's so... Uh, <laughs> It, it, sometimes I want to ask Jean-Jacques how, how to do an arm bar. Just a simple, I know how to do a freaking arm bar, man. But to hear Jean-Jacques tell it, there's always something yeah, the way he yeah, puts it or always, the detail. Always. And it's so crazy to me. I was like, that's why I'm, I, that's why I don't like Jason Balls that much, man. Like, this is, <laughs> people don't realize what they have here, man. It's like, Look, I, I have to add into that. And for all the people that I know in common with you, and they have uh, great things, they feel so great that you are. Um, their instructor, the jiu-jitsu guy around them, all the kids, the thing that you do for your students, bringing them along, going somewhere else, supportive. And that's something that not everyone do that. And I think to the jiu-jitsu, you, you are making a lot of other, a lot of your students' dream actually become true, man. Thanks, man. I Thank really appreciate you. And uh, that. yeah, looking forward to see you over there. That's, just don't make me roll with everybody, yeah. like I always do. <laughs> And now we're good. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Mike, thanks for you, being man. here, man. Uh, I know you and Jay do so much for John Jacques, man. I appreciate you guys, man. Thank you very much, thanks, guys. Brother. And uh, here we go. I'll see you guys very soon for another No Gear Required. Thank you, everyone. Take care, guys. This episode of No Gear Required was produced by JJ Grappling Incorporated, engineered by Mike Zabalos, and sponsored by. The Art of Marcel Santos Fine Art Gallery, JJM 3.0 Advanced Online Training, Lutigear, Authority Auto, and Body LX 360.